This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is a week for quality food and beverages. I don't like beans in my chili. That's a fair debate because the ori- original chili did not have beans in it. What do you mean the ori- you were there when they created the <laughs> original was. chili? I was. On the Old West? Yep. Expensive commercials and stupid questions from reporters covering their first sporting event. Is your mom picking you up after the Super Bowl? This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Dirt and Spray on 1080. I'm here so I won't get found. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. The final hour of the radio program on a Monday morning. It's been a busy one. It has. Jesse Simonton of On3.com had the Chip Kelly news that Chip Kelly and UCLA hate each other, but they're in a loveless marriage that they can't get out of. Uh, Unless the Seattle Seahawks come calling. With old Mike McDonald and uh, pick Chip Kelly as the OC, it appears it is going to be the ugliest, loveless sex of your life next season, Bruin fans. Isn't that what Los Angeles is famous for? Uh, Largely, yeah. Uh, Yeah, being numb to everything. Um, So we talked with him at 630 and the state of college football in general. At 7, we have Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM. He's got a new book out, Football Done Right. He joined us live from the Delta Airlines Sky Miles Lounge. I'm sure he had a great little brunch situation in front of him, maybe a little drinkski, huh? I think he was having a mimosa. I hope he was. Is he a mimosa or a Bloody Mary guy? Uh, Lombardi strikes me as mimosa. Okay. I think he'd complain about the messiness of a Bloody Mary. And then you spill it, and then you got that red dot. What's and the celery for? Why is all this food on? I got a cheeseburger <laughs> on my drink. What's going on here? I don't like it. Too much business, too much noise. 7.30, we talked with Sean Hyken of Rose Garden Report. It is NBA trade deadline week, so a little peek ahead. And Tyson Alger will join us coming up here uh, at 8.15. If you miss any of the hours of the radio program, you can always catch it at 1080thefan.com under our podcast section. And you can reach the show at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them for more information at vancouverford.com. And uh, just a reminder, coming up here in just a couple weeks, you can hang out and play golf indoors. Don't worry about that rain, that cold weather. We have uh, the 1080 The Fan Fan Winter Golf Classic out at X-Golf Tualatin and Vancouver Tuesday, February 27th. It is a threesome, not a foursome, a threesome. Four makes it weird. Uh, And you can choose from either the noon round or the 4 p.m. round at either location. 
We'll have Danny and Dusty live from Vancouver. Isaac and Souk will be live from Tualatin. The winning threesome will win a free foursome at this summer's 10th annual Fan Golf Classic. The last place threesome will get a free lesson at X Golf. So go to 1080thefan.com if you're interested and register your team. There you go. Um, let's start the final hour. I caught this on Friday and I thought it was hilarious. Did you? I, I guess I missed this. Colin Cowherd sent a entire sports city into a panic. He had some intel on Caleb on his show. They picked it up. They repurposed it. They brought it back the next day. And then they got Colin on their drive time show in the afternoon. He just went on for 25 minutes. I listened to the whole thing. It was actually really good. Like, if you're a Chicago Bears fan, it was fascinating. The read that is on Caleb Williams going into the draft because you remember a few months ago, there was that random story that Caleb wants things differently than any other quarterback. He wants, like, capital in the ownership and all yeah, that. Yeah, there was something. And we couldn't figure out if that was just his dad spouting off. It or... was his dad. Yeah. It's what it sounded like. Not Caleb. Yeah. Then Colin referenced that maybe... Chicago isn't the place Caleb wants to be, and so, you know, he's a D.C. kid. The D.C. commanders just hired Cliff Kingsbury, who left the Vegas job because of, quote, negotiations to go be the O.C. for Dan Quinn in Washington, D.C., that maybe he'd pull an Elway or an Eli. Colin went on Chicago's station and said that's not true. But, man, the ability to say one thing, offhanded comment, to send an entire sports city examining an audio clip. What did he mean? What does this mean? Does this mean what I think it means? Or does it mean something I don't think it means? It interesting how nervous and ready Chicago kind of is for this pick with Caleb Williams looming. Will DC make this massive can't say no to a trade? Or is Chicago so entrenched in take him Caleb one that nothing will matter? Well, are we... I'm curious. I think Chicago, the the more quiet they are, the less that comes out, the more mystery that surrounds. Are they keep? Are they going to roll with Justin Fields, trade the pick? I think it plays into their benefit. Well, their coach should too as well, right? Eberflus, yeah. he's not an offensive guy, and he exactly. had a bad year. So, but I'm just thinking from the GM standpoint and the team standpoint. They are probably all tightened up. No, they cannot have any leaks whatsoever because if they do decide to trade the pick, anything that leaks out diminishes the value. Like if they, if people don't know that you get up that Thursday morning and where are they this year? Cleveland? Uh, I don't know where the draft is. I forget is. where they're going this year. Uh, but if nobody's 100% certain, are they pay, are they keeping it? If they keep it, are they taking Williams? Are they taking a non-quarterback? Are they going to trade it? You might get an absurd deal. It's in Detroit. Well, that's right. It's in Detroit. You could get an absurd offer quite possibly if another team panics. So Colin did add on the Chicago hit that they're going to get multiple, like four first, five first yeah. type offers for them. He could be amazing, but like that's also a giant haul. Four to five first. Yeah. I think the Bears need so much more help at so many other positions that you have yeah. a guy yeah. that is serviceable that can, if you put some things around him, 
like most teams. So you are you talking about fields here? You're saying yeah. you flip the pick, you get the assets. I'm like, if you get an absurd enough offer that maybe you get a, a player now and three or four first, you know, and a bunch of picks and you're like, all right, there's, you know, I, I haven't looked at how deep the draft is. I know it's deep at wide receiver. Uh, so you can definitely get one of those, maybe Let's two. But Steve, a quarterback, receiver, linemen seem to be pretty decent. You know, everything else is kind of up in the air. So if you get a haul of picks and you can load yourself up with young talent, is Fields good enough with all sorts of elevated talent around him to to take you where you want to go? Let me flip it on you then, okay? Cause you, you certainly can. Yeah, absolutely. But let me flip this now. Same scenario, everything you threw out. You get the four to five first, right? And you say, well, Caleb's good. This is amazing, and maybe we use this to benefit Justin Fields. They have DJ Moore. Their other pick in many mocks has Roma Dunze. Mm -hmm. Like, you could have... And by the way, that was a hot take you dropped the other day before you dipped for Stockton, and listeners noted it. You saying Roma Dunze is going to be the best receiver, the number one receiver from day one in Chicago? I don't necessarily agree with that opinion, but I think he certainly can work his way to that. But the DJ and Odunze are awesome. Is Justin good enough? And if Justin isn't good enough, isn't that going to cost him the head coaching job? Isn't Eberflus going to get fired? Okay, well, now you've yeah, got a fired it, coach. Is it his call or is it the GM's call? Well, but okay, but that's the point. Ryan Poles is the general manager. If he decides to take the trade and then use those picks and keep Justin and it goes wrong, you're going to have to fire the coach. So now you're overturning your staff. And then what's, what's Kevin Warren of the Bears going to think of Ryan Poles if that fails? He's, he's going to have to maybe reevaluate it. Chicago's not going to end up being any good if that happens. And now here you are in Chicago. You got these picks, but you've shown no consistency. None. I was blown away to learn the Bears have one winning season in 11 years. One. Like, you have to try to be that bad. That's <laughs> That's terrible. Yes. And they were able to accomplish that feat. I don't know why they didn't fire Ibrafloos. I would have much preferred an offensive guy. I think that goes without saying, especially in a draft where you may be drafting a quarterback. You think DC hired Cliff Kingsbury because of his offense or because of his offense and ties to Caleb? I'm wondering. I think a lot of people are concluding because he's a DC kid. The ties to Caleb don't hurt, but I, if that's the only reason they're making the hire, then that's pretty scary. His offense in Arizona was very meh. He averaged 23 points a game. <laughs> it's not like he's got the most exciting offense. They're doing things differently in D.C. too, Swag. There was a report that Ben Johnson didn't interview well uh, with the D.C. commanders, and he really, like, to save face, said, oh, I'm coming back. I don't finish business. But he didn't interview well. Well, his side of the camp got word out and said, they're basketball people, and they don't know what the hell they're doing. Because Josh Harris is now the owner of that franchise. They've brought in uh, uh, Bob Myers as like a consultant for team building, even though he only has, you know, NBA experience. So you got a both sides thing. This organization doesn't know what they're doing. Well, this coach didn't interview well. The whole draft, man, it's a couple months away. But it's also so busy and loud right now. Did Kingsbury get hired because they're going to make this all-in deal to go get Caleb at one? Certainly reasonable to conclude that. Chicago, are they going to move Justin Fields? Say no to the sweetheart deal of maybe five first-round picks and keep that guy uh, and, and or maybe take the trade 
and move out of one and not take care. I don't know. I have no idea where it's going, but man, is it loud and interesting at the top end of this draft. Jaden Daniels, is he the second quarterback? Is he better than Drake May? How'd you feel about Drake May this year? Did he impress you? Like so many ways that this is going to go in this draft. And we just have to, as Samuel Jackson said, hold on to our butts because it is ever evolving in that, in that, uh, those top three picks area of the NFL draft. Tyson Alger, I five quarter. He joins us next Hospodge segment with Tyson Alger on the fan. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Well, falling for the Big Ten is not going to be the easiest thing for lifelong Pacific Northwest sports fans, but it must be done. And the man who wrote about that at his website, i5corridor.com, along with many other great articles that you can find, is our good friend Tyson Alger on Twitter, at Tyson Alger. And he joins us now, the creator, editor, lead writer, i5corridor.com. Good morning, Tyson. Nice to have you back on the radio program. Uh, What have you made of the 2024 recruiting cycle? You may not be the biggest recruiting guy, but Oregon being number three certainly is something we're not used to seeing. They've been good. Being number three behind Bama and Georgia is uh, kind of a next-level moment for them, is it not? Do we have him there? Uh, Swag, are you not there? (laughs) Hello? Am I all alone here? Uh, You got anybody? Uh, Yeah? Hello? Hello? Ah, we weren't turning you up for some reason. Um, <laughs> did you hear my question? That was the weirdest I, start to an interview I've ever had in my life. I, I I did hear the question, and let me tell you what my answer was eloquent, and I don't know if I can <laughs> I don't know if I can quite repeat it. Um, but that, that's but, it, you know what? It's okay, Tyson. I I didn't hear anything, and then I look up, and swag is not in the room. I'm not sure <laughs> if we're even back yet. I was very confused. I'm sorry about that. What was your answer to what Dan Lanning is doing right now in recruiting? Yeah, you know, it, it was one thing when Mario Cristobal was in Eugene and the Ducks started to kind of consistently establish like those top 10 classes, but it was always kind of peaking around that seven, six ish position. And so you kind of wondered what. Oregon would become when you infuse kind of the, the big 10 stability behind it. And I mean, I, you know, 
I, I knew this was kind of what Dan Lanning was good at, and this is the type of staff he assembled, and they, they have a very um, uh, progressive NIL uh, collective going as well. But for them to be right behind Alabama, you know, number three in the country is quite something. And, you know, I, I go back to Dan Lanning's uh, introductory press conference where he was like, you know what, we are going to win every recruiting battle in the state of Idaho. And, uh, <laughs> and then that's where they pulled the five-star kid from this weekend, which is just kind of uh, a funny example of, of the battles they're winning, winning because that's, that was a, a Gatlin bear. He was, uh, he was down to Oregon and Michigan and he picks Oregon and, you know, it's just a, another kind of rich for the, for the ducks to have going into the next uh, era here. Yeah, it's, it's a great name for a recruiting standpoint to have a Gatlin bear in your recruiting class. But I, I want to ask you not, this isn't to suggest the power play or the power dynamics in Eugene. But I, when, when the PAC 12 was crumbling, I mean, we were live on the air in the middle of all of it. Like, Oh, it looks like they're going to agree to this. And then like an hour later, Nope, they're all bailing. They're going to the big 10. The conference is dead. How, how pivotal or important, not that Mullins doesn't have the experience for it or anybody running the athletic department or university itself. How pivotal was Dan Lanning's voice? You think is saying, no, 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 we got to go to that conference. This one now, as it currently exists, does not make sense for us. We have to go. How pivotal do you think Lanning's voice was in some of those conversations? Oh, I, I think it certainly helped. I, I mean, he's he's the one that's having to compete and compare himself against the teams in those other conferences. Um, nothing against Oregon State, but I, I just think the battles that the Ducks were in were just a little bit different. And, and so I, I think, you know, having to – go out recruiting and, and defend what the Pac-12's PAC position was um, against everything Ohio State had going for it, against everything Alabama had going for it, against all the teams that Oregon's going to be judged against. I'm sure Dan Lanning was 100% champion. Let's let's get to the Big Ten. Like, like let's be on the same equal playing field. I, I think that's the big thing for the Ducks is they believe that if they're on an equal playing field that they can compete or, or beat anybody. And right now, since that ascension to the Big Ten, we're kind of seeing that on the recruiting trail. Like it's it's insane that they're number one in the Big Big Ten in recruiting right now, especially when you kind of look at the history of how Oregon's recruited. I know it's been you know the the main thing since Cristobal took over, but this is like a seven year transform transformation into absolute national recruiting power that the Ducks have done, and now they're competing and beating the the teams on the biggest stage for it. Tyson Aldridge is our guest here. I5Corridor.com, I-5Corridor.com is where you can find his website. He's on Twitter, at Tyson Alger. Yeah, I talked with a guy from On3 earlier this morning, Jesse Simonton. He had the story on Chip Kelly and UCLA basically being in a loveless, sexless marriage that's just they're forcing themselves to stay in. And I think anybody that's been in that situation in real life realizes how miserable that is. And so UCLA is in a really down spot. Many people wondering about Lincoln Riley. We don't know what the Pac-2's future is now that the SEC and Big Ten are merging. What is Tyson Alger, a guy who has been covering college football for, for quite a long time and now running his own website, what do you make of the conference realignment as it's all unfolded the last, like, seven to eight months? Well, you know how I said I was pretty eloquent earlier? Um, my answer for this one is it still just sucks, man. Like, I... <laughs> like I, th- this week we started kind of promoting positive stories about why you should be looking forward to the Big Ten because obviously it's the new future for Oregon and I think there are some absolute great things for the Ducks to look forward to. But as a whole in college sports, I mean, I 
I still don't enjoy this. I don't think this is great for the longevity of, of the game. I think it's going to be really good for the teams that are really rich. And I think that list is going to continue to narrow down until, I mean, every, t- every time it seems like it gets stable, it just seems like it unstabilizes and then it, it thins down and the money just keeps going to the top. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, fake empathy and, oh, we feel sorry for this school and this school and this school, and we're going to miss this rivalry and that rivalry, but then they keep destroying them. And so, you know, as somebody whose website really kind of focuses on the storytelling and history and, and kind of the, the people aspect of sports, like I, I still don't like this. Like I still think there's going to be some great stories to tell. And that doesn't mean like the futures of either of these programs is, is are done or there's no more, stories there but it just it just sucks it sucks man it, it sucks <laughs> yeah. yeah no no I, I think that's well put I think a lot of people feel that same thing you know if you and me can if we can piece together like 253 million dollars you and I could buy the athletic department you know that you know that's a possibility right you know I think if you and I could piece together 200 and 300 million dollars um let's just like buy Hawaii or, or you know an island or something and get out of this industry <laughs> <laughs> That might not be a bad idea, actually, relaxing on a beach. We'll be Andy Dufresne and, and Red. That'll be us. We'll just be salvaging boats and living in Mexico, enjoying tacos and margaritas. Uh, you, you're also doing an exceptional job covering hoops. Oregon State does the prototypical Oregon State hoops thing. They win two big games, and rah, rah, they're back. And then they go to UCLA. They hang, but they lose. And then they get their asses handed to them by USC, who at that point was the worst team record-wise in the conference I think I think Beaver fan is moving past the season. I think the season's done for them. I think many of it's baseball season in Corvallis. What do you make of Oregon? Kind of an interesting team. I think they're good, but then they they lose that game to UCLA. I know they got delayed by a Biden motorcade here, but what do you make of Oregon? They're still near the top of the conference, but the conference also feels very mediocre. Yeah, it's it's a weird Oregon season because I I feel like there was a fair amount of goodwill in the non-conference when they had all those injuries again, but then they were winning, um, especially games that they probably, you know, would have had excuses to lose. And I I think there's just been such a a down in in basketball in Eugene for the last few years that everyone's kind of wanting to give Altman the benefit of the doubt just to see if there's any magic left there. But they got most of their roster healthy now, at least, you know, they haven't followed Dante back. They have Nate Biddle back. And it really seems like it's kind of, I don't know if they, if that's just having two seven footers back has, has completely changed their flow, but it's just been very inconsistent basketball the last couple of weeks. And, you know, losing to that UCLA team, that's a tricky one because Polly's a tough place to play. There was the Biden motorcade thing. There's the fact that it's still UCLA and there's talent there, but that's that's a loss that's really hurtful to them for, you know, an at-large bid in the NCAA tournament. So, you know, you're kind of looking at this thing. There's a month left to play. Altman's going to have to pull off one of his kind of Altman magic runs to to, to make the tournament here, whether it's winning kind of out in the regular season or putting together a run in the tournament. And just with the consistency that they've shown, I don't know if that's likely. And if that's the case, you're kind of staring down three straight seasons of NCAA tournament misses. That's coupled with the struggles of the women's team. Like it's, it's, it, it feels like this is kind of make or break time for him because especially as you're moving into the big 10, like Altman 64, I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's just I, I still think he's a really good coach. I think he's one of the better coaches in college basketball. I just don't know if it's working <laughs> right now. And 
um, well, let me, let me take that back. I, I, I think this is the time where he's got to prove that it's working because, you know, Oregon, as you see with the success that they're having on the football field, like this is, this is too good of a program right now to have two basketball teams that are consistently missing the tournament. Well, let me, let me ask you on that. Cause he seemed, I can't remember if it was two years ago or three, it's, it's somewhere in that range. I want to say, and maybe it was last year and my brain's just muddled with all kinds of things right now. He seems curmudgeon-y to this world of college hoops, right? He's he, bend the knees, he's fundamentals. I want to teach fundamentals. Like, if you gave him the option with the same amount, I, I almost wonder if he's in the back of his brain, like, hey, yeah, Creighton sounds great. I get four-year guys. I don't have – the one-and-done has been interesting. He gets these one-and-dones, and either they get injured early or they don't really play all that much. Like, you think of a couple names that have gone through there lately – Maybe I'm misreading it, not paying enough attention. If I am, I'm I'm sorry, but he, he feels a little crumudgeon-y about this world of college basketball. And I, I actually don't blame him for it, but he does seem a little uh, little grumpy about the way this sport is evolving in a similar way to the football as well. Well, yeah, because, I mean, like, that's kind of been the big story in, in football right now is the kind of the old guard of football coaches are retiring because they just don't want to kind of deal with this, this new era of football. And I, I do think that there's probably – you know, Altman's in the old guard of basketball coaches, but he, I also think that he's one of the more competitive guys that I've ever met. And I also think that he cares about his ultimate legacy. Like Mm -hmm. he's not going to, he's not going to talk about that, but you know, sniffing the final four back in 2017 and being, you know, on the same podiums consistently as Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams and all those guys, like, you know, if, if he, if, if he were to have ever gotten back to that point or to, you know, sustain that success you know he's putting together a hall of fame career and so i i think that he's kind of caught in between these two things of like he's not exactly enjoying the ride right now but also i think he really doesn't want to be done and the the one thing that's been interesting this year and i will say talking to you know people around the team and some players like he has been noticeably um more upbeat and positive to the players um, this year. Um, I was talking to Jason Kalist about that, and he was like, well, that's just the player, you know, 10 years later from when I played. You know, you have to kind of be nicer and more upbeat and coddle them a little bit more. You know, that might have just been an old head kind of trying to sound like he was tough back in the day. But, um, you know, that was also earlier in the season before the Ducks lost, you know, a handful (laughs) of games. So, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see how it is. But, yeah, I, I just think that this is a really important stretch coming up for them because, you know, if, if Altman can pull off another miracle and, and show that he's he's game for this, uh, I think that he has a bunch of years left at Oregon. But at the same time, like, they're kind of coming up at an injuncture here and he, they need to start putting putting proof down on the court. Yeah, we'll have to get an update on that. Uh, you lose a couple games in the regular season, the conference season. Uh, I don't know if you're feeling as uh, supportive or happy as you once were when you were <laughs> thriving in the non-conference. We look forward to the reporting. Dude, great stuff. I've been a member for a long time. You're killing it. I5Corridor.com. I-5Corridor.com. Good article on the Hello to Michigan. I like how you end it there with the, uh, you remember this moment? Get ready for it because it's going to bring back some animosity Tyson Alger on Twitter, at Tyson Alger. Give him a follow. Sign up for the website. Thanks so much for joining us, Tyson. It's good to have you back on, and uh, we look forward to the great work. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you. All right, there we go. Tyson Alger, slow starting interview. I thought Swag had abandoned me. I thought he hadn't even gotten back and made a phone call. No, I... sorry. For some reason, the the volume didn't kick up when I slid the slider up. So You slid the slider. 
Yeah. But we got it figured out. Good stuff from him. Uh, let's talk about a couple things he noted there next. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. All right, good stuff from Tyson Alger. I, I thought he summed it up really well, Swag. He um, And asking him, you know, what have you made of all of this realignment stuff as it gets noisy again with the report that the Big Ten and the SEC are merging to form an advisory council to examine the last couple years and going forward the future of the college football playoff, there's a report that Tony Petiti wants this to go to 16 teams. I believe the Big Ten has 16 teams, correct? And the SEC has 18? Or, uh, vice, no, the, or is it flipped? It's 18, 18 in the Big Ten. And then 16 in the SEC. So he is advocating to expand from 12 to 16. Uh, the report I saw said that that seems like it's pretty logical and probably the way this is going. And then the holdup is you have Kirk Schultz of Washington State, who's representing the Pac-2 with Oregon yeah. State, saying, uh, not so fast. We want guarantees of voting and revenue rights. And, of course, to no shocking development, the other people don't feel the same way. This is just a big jumbled mess, and it's ugly, and whether you're a fan of Washington, Oregon, or Washington State, I think we can all agree, as Tyson said, it just sucks. It sucks. It's not, it's moving more, it's it's moving even more corporate, and to a point where I think my take a couple years ago was going to end up being right, where it just becomes a Big Ten SEC thing. It's like, hey, we got all the good teams, we're just going to do our own thing. It could be. We'll see. The only thing there, I, I, if you're if you start leaving out specific and large regions of the country, what region of the country with the Big Ten and SEC would you be leaving out at this point? They have mm-hmm. the East Coast, the Midwest, they have the South, and they've got the West Coast now. They've got them all covered. Now, pockets of people. Pockets of people. Washington State fans. Oregon State I mean, you fans. Only have, what do you have? You only have two Texas teams in there. Uh, all eight Cal fans. The four <laughs> Stanford fans that are real. Like, that is that is it. If you're generally just a college football fan and you love big-time college football or you're a fan of these programs and these conferences, you're, you're still going to clean up pretty well with the numbers. Yeah. 
I just, I don't know if you can exclude, like you, you are flat out excluding a large number of other teams. Oh, who are you excluding? Run them down. Clemson? Are you talking about Miami? Are you talking about Florida? Who are you talking about? Well, here? if you go from, there are a hundred and some odd I mean, right, but we don't care about most of those. So, like, what power four or five teams are you talking about? Because if Florida State gets their way, Miami, Clemson, Clemson, North Carolina, they're all going to be able to legally break away if they get their way. Utah. Utah's in the Big 12. Are they in? Well, yeah, they're in the Big 12. That's a. Well, I understand, but they're. Are you talking about they're in? in? I I don't know. If if it's just the SEC and and the Big 10. Do you trust that those two entities are going to have the best interests of no. everybody when no. they work together? Because I don't. So the only thing will be because they got to sign a new. They got to. They're still negotiating the new, the next TV deal, which is why we're having this goofy two years of. It's a weird two year expanded period. Expanded playoffs, yeah. but then the Pac-12 fell apart, and yep. the way that the voting is set up. So when the new TV deal and the and the new extension of the college football playoff until it's named something else, mm-hmm. then the SEC and the and the Big Ten can get things the way that they want in there. But they gotta convince their TV partners that by excluding all of these other teams, that it's still worthwhile to them. That that's who they gotta sell. They don't have to sell the public. They're not they gotta sell the TV execs that they can that there'll still be as many millions of people tuning in for it, knowing that you're starting the field with 3016. Well, these, the three conferences might merge together too in the PAC two, the big 12 and the ACC. Again, I don't, I don't know if the PAC 12 will be included in that. Maybe they won't be. It's an optimistic view for, for sure. But the ACC, the big 12, I think you examine the landscape. You kind of say, Hey, they're working together. Why don't we work together? And the fact that the Big Ten and the SEC specifically are only working together, that leaves me worrisome. Now, I I asked last night, do you trust they'll make it better or worse? I guess that depends on the perspective. I I think the general health of college football, we love watching it. We're all in. It's getting huge eyeballs. But when you keep changing everything and the landscape evolves from regions don't matter anymore, pageantry of this stuff doesn't matter – it's corporatized, bastardized version of mini NFL, 16-team playoff. Here we go, eight from this, eight from that. You get away from your identity. I, I think it's a dangerous game you play, and I think it's you're already in that territory. But I think you just make it even more dangerous. So we'll see, man. Jesse Simonton and Tyson Alger both kind of echoing similar things of it's messy and it's ugly, and I we have no real feel if it's going to get better. But those two conferences, it gets better if you're a fan of teams in those conferences. I don't know if it if it gets better for the health of the sport. Uh, we'll wrap it up. Coming up next, Dirt and Sprague on the fan. I thought it was a great moment last night. I watched the Grammys. And uh, my 12-year-old quite enjoyed the performances. She likes live music. And uh, the one that stuck out for all of us, Tracy Chapman with Luke Combs performing Fast Car. Wow. And uh, that song is now number one all over the place. 
Good grief. So Tracy Chapman back at the... Uh, missed it entirely. My uh, You missed my, the entire award show. My youngest nephew, mm. uh, who plays basketball, had a middle school tournament out in Hillsboro, very close. On a Sunday night. That makes sense. Uh, so Sunday... Yeah. Well, Sunday afternoon. So it was Saturday, Sunday. Oh, okay. So the last game got over at like 6. And so then I came back. I needed to cook uh, cook some food for uh, for the actress for the week since I'm leaving, and she's starting rehearsals now on her next performance. You're meal prepping. Uh, so I was doing that. I still had production work to do for the station. I flipped on the end of the Blazer game, and so by that time, it's like, okay, whatever. Completely don't even know who won anything. Don't even know about nothing. Well, Tracy Chapman's performance, Luke Combs, was pretty good. Okay. Uh, you also had Taylor Swift piss people off again. She won Artist of the Year, her fourth. That's the most in Grammy history. No other artist has won four. Uh, album of the Year, I believe, is the... Uh, album of the Year? I believe she won Album of the Year for okay. the fourth time. So that upsets people because it's, well, it's Taylor Swift, so let's get upset about Taylor Swift. Uh, but overall, good night. Good, good night of music. Uh, the Blazer game was going on as well. And so I thought that was a uh, a nice story for Tracy Chapman. She looks like he really appreciated and had fun out on the Grammy stage. Uh, we also, I didn't get to it today. Maybe we talk about it tomorrow. Swag. Swag. What? We got a Belichick in Seattle. What's he going to do? Be the DC? Oh, have you not seen this? No. Oh. Yeah. No, not Bill. Oh. Steve. <laughs> His son. I think it's Steve Belichick. He got hired. Jed Fish hired him as the DC. Wow. Yeah. He's a lick the air DC, too. He's like a Wilcox. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, what's going on? It's intense. We got a Belichick in Seattle with Jed Fish. Uh, and we got more of the Super Bowl this week to get to, Swigard. Not a whole lot going on. Maybe if you're an NHL, NBA fan, you got some games that are on as options. Uh, tomorrow night. Well, I'll touch it on tomorrow. Huge game in the NHL. You're going to touch it tomorrow? Yeah. I can't wait for you to touch it. Uh, that's going to do it for us. We have four interviews to go back and check out. Yes. Jesse Simonton, Michael Lombardi, Sean Hyken, Tyson Alger. I've been a podcasting fiend here this morning. It's I've given you a lot of work today. It's almost all up. We have a lot more to get into throughout the week. We'll keep diving in more and more to the Super Bowl. Dive into some more college football dealing, some NBA stuff as well. It is going to be a busy week here. Thanks for hanging out with us on the YouTube stream. Chiming in at the Vancouver Ford text line. And uh, we'll talk to you guys bright and early tomorrow morning. Dirt and Sprague will catch you 6 to 9 a.m. on Portland's Sports Leader 1080 The Van. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.